I think picking a theme song and ripping it off is good. Are we talking about TV? Are we talking about podcasts? That's a good question. So last time we were going to do some crazy yelling stuff. Right. This time, what are you thinking? Why don't we just go in real slow and quiet? Sign on a window says lonely Sign on a door says no company allowed Sign on a street says you don't own me Sign on a port says three's a crowd Sign on a port says the three's a crowd. Welcome right. to so, take two. Welcome to the second episode of Sign on, on the Window. window. Yay! Hey. We are here. Uh, I am Daniel, of course. My name's Kelly. And we are not in the same room together. I'm actually recording from Portland, Oregon. We didn't really say that last time. Mm-hmm. You're actually, for one more week, you are in the beautiful, beautiful Hawaii. <laughs> How is Hawaii? How is Hawaii treating you? It's uh, fine day. It's good. I sunburned. I got my arm sunburned by driving. Uh, I was oh. driving a car, and it was very bright outside. Oh. So, you know, living that island life. So if you were thinking about going to Hawaii, it's possible to reconsider at this point. Sunburns are a risk. Sunburns are a risk. We are here to discuss the song that we chose last week. If you haven't listened to that last week, uh, if it seems a little rambly and we seem rambly now, we're going to do our best not to be that way. But we did choose a song from 1965, although it didn't appear until 1985, a song called I Want to Be Your Lover by Bob Dylan. This is a Bob Dylan podcast, in case you didn't know. Uh, So, Kelly, how was your week with I Want to Be Your Lover? Again, we listen to these songs for an entire week. We treat it like a movie, like a new single. We basically just play it on – not on repeat, if you will. There's no set number of listens we're going to do. We are just listening to this kind of to color the rest of our week and maybe let it seep into the things that we do. So, Kelly, how was your week with I Want to Be Your Lover? Uh, this seems like a quintessential 60s song, like rock song. Okay. Uh, it feels very Rolling Stones to me because obviously I don't have the context of Bob Dylan came first. Everything was born from Bob Dylan. No, so to me, like this sounds like that's the Rolling true. Stones. Not true, but yes, okay. Uh, and to, like, if somebody were to say, what's Bob Dylan? I would say this song. Like, to me, oh. This is classic Bob Dylan. Okay. Having no understanding of Bob Dylan. So like the guitars are just the way he's singing. I don't know, like, the, like psychedelic sort of I guess just everything about Just like it being like a straightforward rock song okay uh when i hear you know bob dylan this is what i think it was this kind of sound okay i don't know why just kind of like upbeat yeah just yeah. big guitar big like hollow body yeah, guitar sure sure okay. um i put 
Garage Rock. Oh. oh, and then put a note. Maybe you should Google Garage Rock. Maybe you don't know what that is. <laughs> did you Did you Google Garage yeah, Rock? I did not. Oh. Um, I can tell he's a lot younger during this recording, uh, but somehow yes. it makes him harder to understand. Well, and so last week we did Honest With Me, which is from 2001's time. Uh, sorry, Love and Theft. Um, yeah, so he is significantly younger. I mean, this right. is 35 years before that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really can't understand anything he's saying in the first verse. So we cleared up last week. Lyrics are allowed. I mean, lyrics are allowed. Any listen. It doesn't matter. We're mm-hmm. not trying to, like, impede on anybody's enjoyment of the song. So you ended up getting the lyrics. I mean. Yeah, but that's later. That's later. Okay, yes, so we're, we're following still through the, in the, dark. the narrative. Of, still of just okay. through the mumble that is. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. But then, alas, I hear a word. The oh. word is Wolfman. Okay. That's uh, early. And then, is that an organ that I hear in yeah, the background? Yeah, so that organ's pretty famous and also famous for those sessions, yes. Mm-hmm. That's something we'll delve into as we get into Blonde on Blonde and Highway 61 Revisited. I think we we were talking about this briefly off air, but Blonde on Blonde, we did reference just – I was trying to get to know what sort of Bob Dylan you even had references to. Mm-hmm. And one time, I think you were telling me you found – Blonde, you found Bob Dylan and <laughs> yeah. you just took a picture. You were in a record shop to me and it was Blonde on Blonde and you're like, is this Bob Dylan? And it's like, <laughs> yes. I know it doesn't say it on there. But, you know, so you at least – that is yeah. the era. I mean that is the sessions that were being recorded um, for Blonde on Blonde. I mean this song could have been on Blonde on Blonde. So that's where we're working at. So just keep that picture. Laureata Focus picture gotcha. uh, on the record uh, in mind. So. Uh, I love the jangly guitar because I'm a sucker for a jangly guitar. Yes. Uh, I get the feeling that he wants to be someone's lover and or man. Are these separate things? Uh, we'll never know. Hey, that's a good that's a that's a good question. I, we might discuss that. Um, it's there's a couple of songs obviously uh, that we put on the or you put on the Spotify playlist that uh, are covers of this song. One by. Yola Tango. Oh, yes, yes. And I actually really dug that version a lot more. <laughs> um, and so that's from the, again, I, it's from the <laughs> film, I'm Not There. That I've never seen. And you've never heard never, of. Never. I thought you were referencing another album. We are definitely going to watch it at some point, but not today. So <laughs> not the Yola Tango the version, though, they is in. The, yeah, it's been. It's pretty good. I enjoy it. Uh, it has even more organ, and I can Lots understand the words. Yeah, as they do, um, as they do. I ponder to myself: Have I ever heard another Yola Tango song? The oh. answer is no. I don't think. Okay. Uh, it's as if someone crashed crashed a church service and then like punched the mic out of the preacher's hand nice. and then started jamming. I really like it. I like the way it feels. I like the way it sounds. It's a great song. Um, and it's kind of like, <laughs> what? It's kind of like if Robert Plant subbed in for Dylan on the original song. Like, as if this is still the Bob Dylan song, but it's definitely not Bob Dylan singing. Maybe Robert Plant, apparently, because I think the guy from Yellow Tango sounds like Robert Plant. Man, that might be a compliment. Um, Especially now, Robert Plant's still making music and sounds great. So, yeah. Well, there you go. I, I like it better than Bob Dylan's version. The Beatles song that you're pretty sure is a direct inspiration on yeah, Be Your Man. And so this, I put this on the Spotify playlist. This is... Uh, I wanted her to listen to this just basically because it is a straight rip of uh, the Beatles. I want to be your man. Yeah. So you did listen to that. I did. It ha- also has a jangly guitar. So it does. I'm okay with that. And then I realized I was like, oh, 
it's this song. I have heard this song. And I, you were right. This song is really boring. Yes. Uh, I feel like I'm trapped inside a 60s game show in the worst way, like one of those old school variety shows with the weird windows and people are like pop out behind them. Okay. And it's so wacky. Everyone's having a <laughs> real wacky time. Hey, look at the talent. Let's give him a pull. Should I? Aye, but don't rush none of your five-bar gate jumps and over sort of stuff. What's that supposed to mean? I don't know. I thought it just sounded distinguished like... George Harrison, the scars of distinction. Excuse me, madam. Excuse me, but these young men I'm sitting with wondered if two of us could come over and join you. I'll ask you myself, only I'm shy. I'm sorry, miss. You mustn't fraternize with me prisoners. Prisoners? Convict in transit. Tipping old legs, the of them. You are. You are. Get out, ladies! Get out while you can! Uh, but there's screaming on the song, which I like. Okay. That's fun. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I just remember. And it's just so repetitive. I put, please make it stop. Please, someone be his man. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> and then listening to uh, the the Dylan version again. Yes. I definitely, he definitely says something about Rasputin. Yes. Why is he so all, all over the place? It's like, Bobby, damn, can't you just write a nice one-dimensional song about a girl you like without throwing Rasputin into the mix? You wish. <laughs> this is proving to be a Bob Dylan journal plus a bonus dental hygiene chronicle because I was brushing my <laughs> teeth. I was going to ask, how was the brushing your teeth with <laughs> I Want to Be Your Lover? Uh, it, it was good. Was it as good as Honest With Me? You did 12 minutes with Honest With Me. That was a double listen. It's true. Brush floss. What's up? Well, see, I think I think I did the so Yosemite oh, Beatles oh. and then went back to Dylan. Oh, that's, that's a bummer. That's that's a, I think I'm getting worse at brushing my teeth, I guess, because it's taking longer. Yes. So, so this is going to be a really Maybe I'm getting weird a podcast better. later. Where yeah. you don't have any teeth. But Questions we'll I have. Who is the Rain Man? Does okay. Bob have a Sean Penn obsession? Because Rain Man, that you pointed out to me, that movie came out way later than the song. It did. It so much later, yes. Uh, the lyrics are much weirder than previously thought. So are the Sean Penn Wolfman are the same as the Masked Man? Because we transition a little bit there. Uh, did he just say Judy kills Rasputin with her bullet eyes? That's dope. Phaedra is an awesome name. Mm-hmm. Being obviously stoned leads to fainting somehow in this song. Okay. Uh, gay Undertaker is gay. And also, <laughs> gay mass man is gay. Okay. And that's, and that's, <laughs> that's what's that going on. Okay. Okay. Uh, we got a lot to work with. So uh, let's leave it at there. Let's actually take another uh, take another listen to uh, the song. And then we'll get – we're going to get into some of the song is about uh, at first blush it might seem like it's a love song but it like quickly turns into chaos so w- give me some context what, the, what is the song about? so this song I, the context is funny i mean again this is a song that didn't make it onto an album so i want to be your lover was officially like i said last week officially released on 1985's biograph which 
for you, I mean, is considered to be the standard for the box sets that you see with all the B-sides, the alternate versions of beloved songs. So he was like the first one. Live, yeah, live cuts, you know, and then cuts that were sorely lacking from – that should have been on the records that weren't. Mm. Um, so this is one of those famous ones and I think every – I mean every rock – band since then has done a version of this kind of a box set and Bob Dylan kind of set set the tone for everything in 1985 so I Want to Be Your Lover was recorded in October of 65 for the sessions that would coalesce around the classic Blonde on Blonde like we talked about so for me uh, the song kind of felt like a bunch of different little songs like little vignettes of things it was Bob Dylan kind of out in the world encountering people that he found attractive for whatever reason and just kind of to me, it's like him jotting down a little notebook. He turns these people that he sees in the world into little characters. Like this Judy who's talking to this kind of scummy guy becomes Judy's with these bullet eyes who's talking to Rasputin. And like, you know, he one time I broke into uh, a funeral home and there was a cute undertaker and I put on a wolf mask or whatever. So it was like – to me, these were like things that actually happened yeah. uh, but but in a fantastical uh, representation of it. Instead of like literally I did went to, went to a park and there was a girl talking to this guy about a thing. It turns into a big – yeah. Thing that he just kind of also feels like it kind of takes on another weight too because we talk about Rain Man. He Rain Man obviously didn't come out during the time <laughs> that came out more at the time of Biograph, you know, in the eighties. But um, you know, it's like melding these pop culture and these historical references. I mean, we, we did a deep dive in history for last week. Um, and I think that's something that is worth noting. You know, he takes historical figures that sort of imply something and giving them characteristics on people that he sees. I love that idea of sitting in the park. And I also love the idea of, of I, we compared it to the Beatles earlier and talked about the Beatles. And I think it's almost, it's almost funny where we're talking, where we're getting so deep into pop culture and historical references. I mean, this is something the Beatles themselves would also dig into, but this song is based on a pre revolver Beatles. You know, I think you touched on it a little bit earlier. It's almost a crash course and Dylan's very wild, mercurial style that was the mid-1960s. So before we pass any judgments, uh, in the spirit of trying to understand what is undoubtedly hailed as containing Dylan's finest musical achievements, let's read off these stanzas and put our thinking hats on, something we've already been doing today a little bit, but I think we're also going to be doing it a lot, especially with this material going forward in the future. And let's just read. Each one as we go. So, Kelly, sure. do you want to start? We're just going to start with stanza one. So we're not going to do I want to be your lover, baby. I want to be your man. I think that's pretty self <laughs> – pretty, pretty good. I mean what is love, Kelly? Oh, I mean we Jesus. could get into something like that. But that's I think bad. it's better off. Uh, let's go ahead. So you go ahead and read um, the first uh, the first line, the first stanza. Uh, the Ray Man comes with his magic wand and the judge says, Mona can't have no bond. And the walls collide. Mona cries and the Ray Man leaves in the Wolfman's disguise. Nice. So you talked earlier about the Rain Man and the Wolfman. Uh, for me, I want to know who the F is Mona. <laughs> nice. And who do you think Mona is? I don't know. No, no, no. Well, for me, like any, said, phone, any famous Monas you can uh, think of? I guess there's a, the Mona Lisa. Okay, so this is where my blonde on blonde radar goes off. And don't worry, you know you'll get it. I don't have at a reduced price a, later oh, on. Oh, uh, no, you will acquire it soon enough. And, I, and this is where anybody, any Dylan fan of any note, is going to start instantly thinking of things like Visions of Johanna, uh, with the line, you know, but Mona Lisa must have had the highway blues. You can tell by the way she smiled. And then I think of Joe Strummer. And then I want to listen to Coma Girl, and then I want to turn this podcast off and <laughs> listen to Street Core, because that's pretty much the end of all of that. Coma 
So I'm going to go ahead and read, and read uh, stanza two. Um, so while the undertaker in his midnight suit says to the masked man, ain't you cute? Well, the masked man, he gets he gets up on the shelf and he says, you ain't so bad yourself. What's going on? Uh, to me, that's obviously Bob Dylan has broken into a funeral home with a mask Oh, on. I love it. Uh, and oh, he is I like chatting it. up, as the British would say, Ooh. The, the undertaker. He's nice. like – A lot of Brits over there in Hawaii? Oh, Yeah. Lots of breaths. We are just plum full of them. Plum full. You're Rodney Plunker. Okay. <laughs> so I, yeah, I don't really know. Uh, I don't know how you would take this any deeper. Maybe like that. Uh, <laughs> <I'm> sorry. It's okay. That's uh, expected. Yes. I, I, I don't really know what else. It, like, you know. yeah. I mean, it's basically just two people saying, "Yo." I see you. Yeah. I like you. And it's like, you get yourself, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's almost like it doesn't, you don't even need to go even further. Mm-hmm. Going even further would spoil the moment. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like, I see you over there. It's like, I see you too. Or he, she's you, you look fly. Just, yeah. Everybody's just, you look fly. You look mm-hmm. fly. You look great. Yeah. Hey, you look great yourself. Yeah. I'll see you later. Yeah. Maybe not. And that's the whole point. It's all good. All right. Sansa three. Let's go. Jumping Judy can't go no higher. She had bullets in her eyes and they fire. Rasputin, he's so dignified. He touched the back of her head and he died. All right. So a, a little bit of context for this that I do definitely have. So Jumpin' Judy is pretty fascinating. So one man that we're going to come back to a lot and something you should put in the brain of yours is a man named Al Lomax. Good, give me life this down on so to be as basic as possible, Alan Lomax is probably internationally famous for the field recordings that he took in the 1930s going onward. Uh, he went around the country recording folk music whenever wherever it sprang up. In some cases, if it weren't for his microphone, some of these songs would have slipped out of the immediate American conscience. So Alan Lomax went off to prison camps, famously Parchman Farm on the Mississippi Delta, in the 1930s, falsely believing that the chain gangs would be singing songs that dated all the way back to slavery. He wasn't wrong to see the prisons as a place where antebellum society refused to die. To quote Douglas Blackman, the author of Slavery by Another Name, quote, hundreds of forced labor camps came to exist, scattered throughout the South, operated by state and county governments, large corporations, small-time entrepreneurs, and provincial farmers. These bulging slave centers became a primary weapon of suppression of black aspirations. Where mob violence or the KKK terrorized black citizens periodically, the return of forced labor as a fixture in black life ground pervasively into the daily lives of far more African Americans. Instead of slave songs, he found black men singing songs that related directly to contemporary life 
and their current ensnarements. I had heard all the symphonies there were and all the chamber music and, and the best jazz, and I said, this is the greatest music. There were 50 black men who were working under the whip and the gun, and they had the soul to make the most wonderful song I'd ever heard. And they had not only that, but scores more. If folk music is going to be our bedrock, then these are the dives that we're going to do over the next coming decade, over uh, the next 600 plus songs. So it's best to quote Alan Lomax here and now, something that I think we at the podcast, Kelly and I, wholeheartedly believe and strive for. Quote, Folklore can show us that this dream is age-old and common to all mankind. It asks that we recognize the cultural rights of weaker peoples in sharing this dream. And it can make their adjustment to a world society an easier and more creative process. The stuff of folklore, the orally transmitted wisdom, art, and music of the people, can provide 10,000 bridges across which men of all nations can strive to say, You are my brother. End quote. I also learned that there's something called the Mississippi Blues Trail, which, yes, please. Oh, well, she brought it in the morning, baby, just a little for day. He catch the Illinois Central. He catch the Illinois Central. Catch the Illinois Central. Baby, go to Kentucky. As for Rasputin, we do know him. Yes. Yes, he is on the National Security Council. He was just, <laughs> he was just on Time Magazine. <sighs> Shit, I'm, I'm mistaking that for somebody else. But Rasputin was a quasi-mythological figure at the end of the Romanov dynasty in Russia. Uh, he's poisoned, shot, seemingly couldn't be killed. Yet in this telling, he's dead just by the touch of jumping Judy's head. So what is that supposed to mean? I think uh, he's... I mean, I think you can get sort of... I really, if we're in that quasi mythological realm, he's brought down by the touch of a black woman. Ah. Uh, just throwing it out there. Huh. I mean, who knows? He's impervious to all else, but that's something that can bring him to his knees and send, wow. him, send him reeling. So I don't know. There's something, something pretty. I love that shit. I know. It's pretty that's good. That's way out of left field. That's way out of left field. So I'm going to read the last stanza here. I mean, it's just a thought. If you have any thoughts, again, please at uh, SOTW pod. That's SOTWpod at gmail.com. If you agree, disagree, or if I'm just making shit up, please let me know. Yeah, another take. Another takes are great. Um, We'll try to address them as we can. But yeah, I think we're just riffing here. Anyway, so stanza number four, uh, I'm going to read it off here. Uh, While Phaedra with her looking glass stretching out upon the grass, she gets all messed up and she faints. That's because she's so obvious and you ain't. So for me, obviously, this is Bob Dylan sitting in a park. He is watching this girl who is baked out of her gourd. Oh, uh, and it's just like I love it. Sitting in the park, just like bathing in the sun, and just uh, she gets a little too high, spins right. around a little too much because she's just really enjoying her life because she's been in circles and she just oh. falls down. And Bob Dylan's like, "This girl is so <laughs> high right now," but that you know, 
she's she obvious about it and you ain't so obviously she, oh, she's, she's the obvious part is she's living her life i love it way love better it. than everybody else in this park especially okay. bob dylan who is just alone in the corner so i'm just right gonna about say love 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 it love it so i'm gonna bring you just down basically so phaedra of greek mythology a uh, few versions of her story exist but essentially this girl is married and she falls in love with the dude's son oh yeah from another marriage uh the son Hippolytus is not into Phaedra and she's pissed. <laughs> so most versions start with her claiming that she was raped and then proceed with anything from Poseidon sea monster swallowing dude on a horse oh. to filicide to fucking Dionysus stepping in to scare our boy from, I don't know, not falling in love with his stepmom. <laughs> um, as to how this ties in, I think it's all up to the interpretation. I mean, like you said, we're sort of, we're playing with these figures. I mean, Rasputin, if you're playing with the idea of Rasputin, then something like Jumpin' Judy bringing him down is a powerful image, you know, and I love the last line. But if it's to fit anywhere, you know, I see it as like a version of the story where she tells her husband Theseus that she made up the entire story. And so Phaedra, because she can't lie, she's so obvious. Mm. But the girl that Bob Dylan's looking at, you know, Phaedra, she obvious, but you're not. Ah, you ain't. So I'm you bad. could get away with some shit right here. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's what I was thinking when I was listening to that. So, you know, which makes her more mythologically worthy of lust than even a Greek goddess. You gotcha. know? So I love that. So that's the whole song. That's it. Does this song make any sense, Kelly? I think it does. Uh, it, it does on the level that I'm taking it at, which okay. is totally face value, where I, you know, these just little vignettes about Bob Dylan traveling around, uh, seeing these people he's attracted to throughout whatever, and you know, writing a fantastical little note about them. It makes sense to me on that, but uh, also there's a big level, as we learned last week, and as I'm going to continue to learn <laughs> that, like, there's a, a huge depth that that you can extrapolate as much as you want to, or as little as you want to, with Bob I Dylan. I choose to <laughs> do very little, but okay. you you can also choose to go as deep and as crazy as you want to. Okay. Yeah, no, and I think, you know, you saying that was pretty great, but I also want to ask, does it need to make sense? And so for me, I was going to ask you going into this, and I know we joked about it a little bit, but I was going to ask you, what is love? And I know it sounds silly, and I know it's, you know, 2014 in Hawaii right now, <laughs> and I know it's probably Valentine's Day there. It might be Valentine's Day for you now when you're listening to this. It could be Valentine's Day every day. I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but in truth – you know, if Dylan is any guide, there isn't one definition of love. And if, you know, being a lover is something to do with even tangentially with love, then here we are with this really crazy song that is just as much of a love song as any other, you know, love song that we can think about. And I want to say, does this have to make sense? Because isn't the departure of the Rain Man and the come-ons of the Undertaker and the Masked Man, the forbidden lust of Rasputin, the seeming imbalance of sexual freedom and haunty lies of Phaedra, don't they feel like moments that we all share? It's almost as if we are recounting the loves, the losses, and the what-ifs on a park bench as we wonder how anything from With the Beatles made it onto our shuffle that we're listening to, yet it somehow takes us off into uncharted waters.
All right, so that's the episode. Episode two is over. Uh, How are you feeling? Scared. Scared. Excited. Okay, well, I want to... Hungry? Oh. I don't know. Okay, lots of emotions going on here. Um, I want to introduce something that I think we should do going forward in the future. Who knows who's going to listen to this podcast, how many people are going to listen, um, what's going to happen in the future. But what I'm proposing right now that we're going to put up on our website is a Halloween party costume suggestions. So Bob Dylan, <laughs> if Bob Dylan's done for anything and you will find out in time is the characters that he creates. Now this one's kind of lacking, but we're going to play with it and you're going to see in the future everything that's going on. So I think the rain man, mm. the, in the wolf man's disguise, uh, someone like Phaedra Rasputin. Uh, these are characters that you can come to a Bob Dylan ball dressed as. So we're going to keep a continuation of all the Bob Dylan characters that show up. And, you know, maybe someday in the future, we're going to have a big Bob Dylan theme bash where we all dress up as our favorite Bob Dylan characters once we get to a certain point. So just an idea. Well, it, it might be Halloween in 2012 Hawaii right now. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, you know, it's... We can't figure that out. Can't figure it out. The Rain Man Wolfman costume is great, because that's two costumes in one. Plus, you get to do a couple's costume with The Undertaker. Boom. See? Amazing. And The Undertaker. I mean, you could just... There's so many Undertakers to choose from. So... Oh, God. Yeah. I just thought of the wrestling Undertaker. That made me sad. Yes. No, but... Also... Would be fine. It would work (laughs) just fine. It would be great. Hanging out with Phaedra and hanging out with Rasputin. Jumping Judy. Come on. Love it. So uh, we're going to put that on there. Um, you don't need to suggest anything. We're going to literally go through every song as we go, find the characters in them, and start a list, um, hopefully for some future event that may or may not take place. Uh, however, at the end of the week, we choose stuff that we enjoy. So, Kelly, what what were you doing this week? What sort of uh, – what would you recommend for, for listeners out there? Um, I also started watching Community again for like Jesus. the fourth time. Right. So we're just uh, deep to late 2000s NBC. I told you it's a different year in – in Hawaii. Oh, God. It's it, 2012. So we're in like season, we're in the gas leak season. No. I know. So uh, but it gets better. If there's a single person on the planet that also hasn't seen Community, do that. Yes. Uh, but also watch Man in the High Castle. Oh, um, yeah. Both seasons. It makes me really, really scared and paranoid. Okay. Um, because it obviously parallels the situation that we could easily find ourselves uh, in. Uh, well, also we're in parallel dimensions with Hawaii here. Being I on mean, a different timeline. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, this is like where you cue the Lost theme song. Right. Drink. Oh, Lost Drink. (laughs) Um, Anyways, uh, I would recommend um, a great record that I cannot stop listening to uh, by a band called The Mensigers out of Scranton, Pennsylvania, uh, called After the Party. If you've never heard of The Mensigers and you've never listened to this record. They're from Scranton? They are. You need to do yourself a favor. Everything and if you haven't listened to any of them before, go back to Chamberlain Way. It's start from the beginning. Work your way up. I cannot recommend them highly enough. Am I young enough to be a companion? Not enough to be a guide with a cliche time.
uh, so that's it. Mentigers, NBC shows in general, also <laughs> dystopic uh, uh, hellscapes that mm. we find ourselves uh, staring bleakly into. Yes. Uh, and with that, I want to be your lover. I think it's completed. So we are going to go ahead and do what we do best here. So we're going to pull up random.org. Uh, we're going to type in uh, our numbers here. So I'm going to go ahead and um, – 1 through 662, right? Uh, 661. So I'm actually oh, going to go ahead and delete I want to be your lover. And we are going to – just give me a second while I do that. That's All the right. random noise, right? That's the random noise. Yes, random.org is now updated with noises that sound like that. Um, all right, so I'm going to let you do it again. So give me a number between 1 and 661. Uh, 213. 213, two, one, two, one, and that is Hawaiian. Hawaiian. And, that, and also ours. Yes. Okay, good. Okay. I think it's the same. I think it's the same. Yeah. Let me take a look. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh. oh, all right. So – you probably heard of this one, a little song called Tangled Up in Blue. That's the only Bob Dylan song I know. Thanks, Guitar Hero. Uh, all right. <laughs> so we have introduced Guitar Hero into the Bob Dylan uh, Sun on the Window uh, lexicon. Somebody update the, the Wikipedia entry. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot believe this is the third song. This is crazy. Uh, okay, so next week we're going to come at you with – Fucking take it up in blue. God damn. Well, I, was, I would say knowing nothing is arguably <laughs> his most famous song considering I know it. That's true. All right. So you do – you have heard it before. I, I know the Indigo Girls have a famous cover of it. I, well, you played Guitar Hero so you maybe don't even know the Indigo Girls. All right. So we're <laughs> – well, no, no. Like Indigo Girls cover. Like knows nothing about the Indigo <laughs> no, Girls. No, but that wasn't like <laughs> your only reference. Right, uh, right, right. Uh, (laughs) and goodbye half of our fans uh all three of you um that's including both of us goodbye mom uh okay so uh we're okay so just knowing what i know right off the bat we're obviously listening to blood on the tracks version 1975 uh we're i'm going to implore her my favorite version is from real live uh believe 1984 also let's talk about 1984 with some Man of High Castle, but 1984 is real life. I'm going to implore her to listen to both versions. We'll listen to Indigo Girls. There's probably a thousand covers, covers of this yeah. song. We are not going to listen to them. SOTWpod at gmail.com. SOTWpod on Twitter. Twitter. Follow me at Into the Roots on Twitter. Follow you. Oh, my Twitter's garbage. Twitter's garbage. <laughs> She's not on Twitter. She'll just be found at uh, SOTWpod. There you go. Also at Beat Me. But that's coming later, so don't you worry. Spoiler. All right, so we will. Um, we'll see you next week. Have a good night, Hawaii. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Oh, you'll be back in. You'll be back in Portland. Actually. Yeah, I'll be back. All right. Yeah, because uh, this has been coming really... to you live in the same room. In the same room. In the same city. The same city. Same year. Same. Oh, you are coming yes. to twenty seventeen. Time traveling. All right. Well, we will meet up in twenty seventeen for Tangled Up in Blue. This is our chance to shine. These two episodes, they've sucked. We need to do better. Yeah, don't fuck it up. We got this. All right, we won't fuck it up. Good night.